Joe, what is the difference between Jesus and a picture of Jesus? What? You only need one one nail to hang the picture of Jesus. Almost. So close. Almost. Okay. It gets behind the bag. <laughs> we never get the close ones. What did Jesus say on the cross to the 12 apostles? What? Don't touch my Easter eggs. I'm coming back on Monday. See, usually I say, Peter, I can see your house from up here, but I figure Easter was yesterday, so I kind of, you know, give a little something to the show. How the fuck did the Easter Bunny get in the mix of, of, of anyways, I don't know. Anyways, apologize for so many things that you were like. Um, welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Jacques. Joe here. And there's so much more of that to come from. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So I usually start with the fat shaming, um, which, uh, newsflash, do you know my show fat? Huh? Exactly. Yes, I am. And uh, it's not my fault, man. I had three great weeks, and then my oldest decided to spend the last week in the hospital with me eating all this delicious hospital food that they brought to us four times a day. Or as your younger son called it, room service. It, it did feel like a hotel. You were there. I mean, a great view. Yeah, for like three nights. They didn't kick me out. <laughs> you probably could have. We had this. I I came this close to saying sweet, but it did. It, you know, it was a mini vacation. The, when Joe saw all the pictures of the game room there, they had a really nice game room with you know an Xbox setup, a PS4, a pinball machine, one of those sit-down 80. It's not an emulator, or is it? Yeah, it's emulation. But it's those tabletop-like games that had like Four, 50 games. Oh, is it had 50 games? Oh, it had, you can't name an 80s game that it did. It had Centipede and Millipede. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, did it have the trackball? It did not have the trackball. Then ball. it didn't have Centipede That's nor true. Millipede. Well, it did, but not the right. authentic. It's kind of like, I have legs, but I'm not a soccer player. You know, <laughs> so I wouldn't call myself a soccer player. Um it did have Dig Dug play, played a good deal of Dig Dug. Oh, great! Um, oh, the classics. So, so yeah, between the, the free food and that, the little one not it. But I, I did. I haven't. I haven't even got on scale. I, you know, I, the scale's like yes. <laughs> but uh, it's so, a vacation so, for the scale. Uh, update: He's out of the hospital, but long rope. But uh, no one's tuning in to hear that, including me. Well, my best wishes and thoughts. And prayers, yeah, we'll t- you know, go right out the fucking window. It was very nice because it Joe did come. He had a minor, you know, surgery ish type thing. But there's no minor thing when you're putting a kid under anybody under an anesthesia. If you're going under anesthesia, it's the real deal, right? Uh, but you know, it was nice. He came out of his like you know uh, his his days, his fever dream. Saw Joe and sat up and was like, "Hey, hi, Joe." And, I think you went right back to sleep. Oh, God. That was pretty much the effect I have on most people. <laughs> Wait, you didn't even hear his routine yet. Let him, let him start telling jokes before you fall asleep, you rude audience. Um, so, and last Thursday, a, a final thank you shout out to those who couldn't get enough of our friend Rodney and Joe lamenting. All that is about game television lamenting. game shows. This is like, lamenting, lamenting is like you're looking back on with like some sadness. Oh, so we're waxing, we were, we were, yeah, we were waxing nostalgic and poetic, yeah, um, and other things. But, but we couldn't, we couldn't fit that much goodness in one sideshow. So you broke it up into two, and part two was Thursday, and that was great. Yes, it was. And wait till you hear what's coming up this Thursday. Uh, I'm going to start saying Thursday and Monday. 
Like an asshole? I was going to say, any special reason? No, just, it's just like, you know, it's all kind of a local colloquialism, like a, like a local way of saying, like, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to go to my, got to go to church on Sunday, and then I'm going to go to the uh, whorehouse on Monday, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to go here on Tuesday. And we're not getting down to the craft stuff till later. We're Sunday, gonna... Monday, happy days. No, that, 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 that can get you a punch in the nuts. You know. Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> happy days. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, so yeah, we do have a big uh, or fun sideshow coming up. Our friend John, who was part of the 80s MIT Blackjack uh, team, is coming on to tell us how to be degenerate gamblers. Uh, professional degenerate gamblers. Uh, Joe, speaking about professional degenerate gamblers, I asked you last night, but I don't know, how did the sports betting guy do on Jeopardy? Um, so Thursday night's episode of Jeopardy... Last week, I did not see, nor have I seen Friday night's episode, because uh, we're recording right as Jeopardy's about to air. Uh, but on Wednesday, Wednesday night, uh, he broke his own, uh, this guy, uh, James Holzhauer, broke his own Jeopardy single day uh, record. Like, he had uh, previously won like a hundred and $110,914 because I remember that because that was his daughter's birthday, 11914. Booger? Booger. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess that's uh, right. I think that was it. Um, and uh, he bested that by winning 113000 and change. He's just a, a buzzsaw. Like, there were two other contestants, and even Alex Trebek was like, um, you know, Susie and Jenny, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, what I, I, it's almost like I want to say, what does it feel like to walk into the buzz? Like, they know what it feels like to walk into the buzzsaw. Yeah. yeah. Walked right, right into, into the, the buzzsaw. <laughs> so, because I saw on Twitter, Alex, they, they wrap shooting. So they, well, they tape a week, a month in advance. A month in advance. Yeah. So they had, uh, they had taped in, in Alex Trebek again, just posts, you know, it's like, Whatever rumors you hear, I'm, I'm I'm still taking my treatment. I'm doing great. Uh, we already started prep for our 36th season. I am coming back, and I'm just looking at this guy, and you can tell he's lost some weight. You can see it in his face. I don't know if he's losing his hair. Or that's just nature, you know, because right. whatever. But I mean, he looked okay, but he didn't look, you know, like he did at the beginning of the season. But just the the class and dignity that this guy is fighting his stage four pancreatic cancer through yep. and showing up for work every day. There is day. no stage five. There is. Yes, there is. <laughs> it's called dirt nap. Um, but yeah, that, that, I mean, he is, he is truly an inspiration. And this morning I saw him post a video of his Funko Pop. Like he was promoting his little Funko Pop Alex Trebek's, the then Alex Trebek from the 80s with the mustache, like oh, the Will Ferrell version. That's great. <laughs> and the now version without the mustache and the gray hair. But he's got like, and each one is each one is holding like a little um, question card or answer card. Is it? Yeah, it's an oh, answer. Could, right, well, he's got the que He's the man with all the answers and whatever. That's an obscure Colbert show reference. <laughs> that they very the last episode of the Colbert Report. I think it was the last. No, it was like something like that. He uh, Colbert was like trying to look for the man with all the answers. Oh, and then at the very end, I think it was actually like the Christmas episode and. 
he uh, he boards a sleigh, and it's not Santa; it's Alex Trebek. He's, like, he's the man with all the answers. Um, anyways, so for Patriots Day last week, I, I, I don't know if you saw it. Just quickly, I would have forgot. But the Colbert they reposted like an eight panel, you know, like slideshow of when when the Boston Marathon tragedy happened, and his response to it was, I, I mean, I'm, I'm reading it, and it was funny, but still tear jerking, and he's like. Do you know who these people are? And it had a picture of like a a a, 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 a pilgrim, you oh, know. Right. And he's like, these people were so badass. They had to put buckles to keep their hats on their head, <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> and he goes through it, and it was like, uh, yeah, you know. I mean, it, it, it is not. I do not mean to put it on the same, like you know like level as a 9-11 type thing. But here, it's it's always going to be like there will never be a Boston Marathon without me remember exactly where I was in Qatar when I'm listening to sports radio and they break in, you know, with it and stuff like that. I mean, I, I lived in Boston, still do. And I remember the, like we went in basically into martial law for like an afternoon. Like they just locked down when they, when they had these guys on, on the run, Boston hold themselves up so that the police could scour the streets. And eventually they found uh, Joe Karsainayev in a, a Watertown, backyard boat and it was after the all clear it was like basically like the all clear guy went out to get a smoke in his backyard and he sees there's like a some blood or stained on his like on the side of his boat and uh that's when the police zeroed you know, in we, we've never we've never off the air talked about like you know this you know why not now um what do you think about going into lockdown because I, I i loved I, it i'm eight thousand miles away fucking loved it i was uh, a I hate going outside. So when the police tell me stay inside, I'm all for it. Uh, I, I loved it only because it was, you know, it was almost like we, I felt like I was doing something, like I was actually contributing and like helping in some weird fucked up way because you feel helpless in this situation. You know, you got these assholes who just committed this crime and now they're on the loose. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, the, the police basically get on the air and say, like, we're shutting down the city. And, I mean, I didn't live in Boston, but it was, like, the greater Boston hey, well, area. Watertown is just as far away from, from you know, the Prudential Building or Fenway as you are. Yeah, I, I had lived in Somerville at the time. Okay. No, wait. Yeah, right. No, no, I was here. You, yeah, you yeah that's here. right. I was here. here. Okay. Here. Jesus. Yeah. All right. I, I told you I checked out earlier, remember? You did. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I kind of felt like I was actually doing – my part i mean yeah it is kind of weird to like like look back on and say okay well it is basically martial law but it's not really it was like martial law is like you know you have a curfew and you have to go in and stuff like that on a regular basis but this was like there was a purpose it was a goal and it didn't extend for days um i'm sure that if it had gone a couple of days i'm I mean, that's a major toll in the city to ask, like, the entire city to just, oh, but by the way, don't go to work. Don't do anything. We need to keep the streets clear. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I know some people made a big thing about it. It's, like, infringing on, like, you know, your, your rights. And the, it's like, dude, the Patriot Act did that. You know, but this was a one time. And it, it like, you know, the, the alarm is, like, you know, with the gun control. Well, if you pass one thing, the next thing you know, we can't Slippery throw slope, rocks. Right. It's never been enacted again, you know. Um However, never, never, ever, ever had a twinge to ever go see the movie with uh, Marky Mark there. No, although my sister uh, had lived on the street where they had filmed the scene, and they 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 paid her 
Like they basically shut the scene down or they shut the street down and it was like the shootout. It was like a shootout scene. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty, um, it was pretty, I don't know if it was, maybe it wasn't a shootout scene. It was, uh, what the hell was it? Like, I think it was maybe like the, when they were zeroing in on him and what, that, 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 that kind of scene. Um, but it was like, you know, they would have to do take after take after take. And it was just like, you know, crashing and, you know, alarms blaring and sirens blaring. And, uh, you know, but basically it was like, okay, we're going to take over the street. You stay inside your house. And basically like what they did during the, you know, Boston Marathon, except she got paid for it. So, um, not a bad deal. She went to Mexico on the money. Really? It was like a, it was like, like a couple thousand bucks or something like that. Like nice. a thousand bucks or something. Yeah. So, you know, I don't mean telling tales out of school, but you know. It's probably, I think she made more money than the Boston Marathon movie made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I saw clips. I'm like, yeah, I don't need this. Um, yeah, like I didn't want to see the World Trade Center movie with Nicolas Cage either. No, I've no. Like, that movie, the actual movie plays on a pretty much continuous loop of any of us who saw it. You yeah, know? it's pretty uh, Yeah, it's pretty dire. But um, yeah, happy Patriots Day happy. Um, then. Uh, so by when we record, by the time we report, the Take nine. By the time we take record, nine, I already have one cookie. <laughs> by the time we record the podcast next week, my voice just cracked. I become Peter Brady. Um, the world will be a vastly different place. I don't know if I my my childhood is is about to come to an end, and big changes are coming. Joe, the world will never be the same. Come next week's recording of the podcast. I know the Avengers are ending exactly. Exactly. The end game comes out next Thursday, um, which uh, which I'll tell you the story after. But I was fully expecting you be going with us, but somebody else gave the ticket away. I'm really happy about that. All right. Um, interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> it is. Well, a that you bought me a ticket without asking, and then b. That this you're telling me that I. How I, often do I do that, Joe? You're showing up here. Well, yeah, Norm Wait, you did that for the you did that for the podcast, <laughs> right? I did that with you for the podcast or for Norm McDonald. Yeah, you I, know. But when important things like that, but yeah, it's um, I'm so I'm so giddy and conflicted because it is like we talked a little bit last week. It's the end of an era. It's an end of there's there's endings coming up. Um, I don't see. How your childhood is ending. I mean, this thing started right. 10 years ago. You know, but this, this you, childhood. <laughs> <laughs> your, your middle childhood. You know, um, yeah, I, I, but it is. We talked between Star Wars, like the last, the last of this incarnation that started in 77. Final chapter wraps up, you know, December we already yeah. saw. But yeah, with Endgame coming out, I mean, again, we know... We know Chris Evans is gone. We know Robert Downey Jr. is gone. We don't know if they're gone because they die in this or they decide it's time to move on and there will be a new captain, like, you know, a new person picking up the mantle or the, the shield. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to do, like, right. You think you're going to see, um, you know, uh, Steve Rogers, like, walking down a road, like, thumbing a ride and playing the Incredible Hulk music? <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. We well, let's face it. Like, uh, we know, we know, Spider Man is coming back. You know, we know the Black Panthers coming back. Those franchise will be a part of the next phase that Marvel has. Um, 
but a lot of you know there there will be another Ant Man, there will be another uh, Spider Man, there will be another Black Panther, there will be other of these movies. They're not going to stop making them, obviously, but this is the end for you know the 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 uh, you know the big three, you know Captain America, uh, Thor, and uh, Iron Man. It's yeah. you know it's Chris Helmsworth. Um, Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr.'s contract, you know, are all done, uh, all their obligations. And they've all said, wow, this was a great journey. I was so happy and proud to be part of it. Time to move on. So, yeah. Uh, so how many tissues will you be bringing during the uh... three and a half hours? Yeah, I'm just going to bring a whole box. Of, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't have any tissues. I'm just going to be like the two ply, like, you know, because <laughs> those, those are going to be quite hefty tears. Why don't you just use your dress? Um, that's sexist. It is <laughs> really sexist and, and uh, bad, sexy at the same time. So, you know, yeah. um, can it be both? Uh, yes, it can. I'm thinking about going as um, it's maybe Thor. You know, because you know, we're like <laughs> honestly, I have. I mean, a, well, you have the look, uh, right? You got the look. You got the look. I, I no, I have the look. Uh, you know, one hand, like Thor has shorter hair now. All right. Um, and he's not a fat fuck. So, <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't know if I would enjoy the movie as much with an eye patch on, but uh, but I am. I'm, by the time we record this next week, um, and hopefully maybe, I don't know if you'll be able to see it. I mean, I, I'm guessing it's probably almost all sold out. No, which is why I didn't ask, because I got a text message alert. Uh, from a friend of mine who works for Adam Tickets, and he's like, just just a reminder, tickets go on sale like 8.05 tomorrow morning. And so, honestly, at 8.05, I was on the app, and I wasn't fucking around and asking, do you want to go? Do you want to go? Right. So it's like, you know, obviously, I just bought I bought six tickets thanking you, the wife, hopefully Sully, you know, and, and, and Brandy and stuff like that, her and the other person that she wanted to get a ticket for. Okay. And then... You know, extended the invitation to that other person's sibling, Sam and Nathaniel. Ah. And when she said, oh, Sam and Nathaniel are going, it's like, ah, how is Nathaniel going? Because right now she's the Asian, but I'm the one better with the math skills. And then it was like, you know, um, you know, and, and, and uh, I get it. You know, and when Mike said, like, Mike's like, oh, my wife's, you know, Brandy's parents are coming in from out of town. I'm like, dude, just. You know, let me know. I'll give you till like tomorrow. Let me know. I'm not. Don't worry. I'm gonna eat these tickets. <laughs> you know, but I hope you see it because uh, I think we're gonna do a, a end game sideshow next uh-huh. week. I wonder if I go to my nephew's house, get back the Infinity comics, and uh, and and have you read them. I mean, I will not read them. I will come over and read them to you. Uh, is, there, is there an audio? Wait, is there a movie version? <laughs> Yes, and it's three and a half hours for the second part. So part one was almost three hours. So these two movies, you know, six six and a half hours of magic, you know. Mm. Um, Thoughts thoughts on an intermission? Is there an intermission? I know some people. No, there isn't. Okay, because some people were saying. An intermission? You didn't didn't like. No, but some people were were saying that there was an intermission, and I'm like. Yeah, it's been two and a half years or whatever, or since the last. Right. Yeah, that's the intermission. Suck it up. Intermission. You know? So, so yeah. So, uh, but hopefully, I uh, uh, I will also see Shazam this weekend. I, I was gonna ask you. I asked you if you wanted to go today, but then the math didn't work out. I'm like, maybe we could go at four before then. But I kept thinking 
because I was in the hospital for seven days. I kept thinking all day that today is Saturday. And then I'm like, oh, one of us is a grown-up who has a job. <laughs> one of us can go to movies in the middle of the week like it is the weekend. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, oh, well. So. Yeah, it didn't work out, but that's all right. I mean, it'll be on video, what, next week? <laughs> I, I, I really, you know, I like the, you know, I love the actor who does it, so I definitely want to see. Yeah. He, he's, I think we talked about this. Like, the wife and I figured out, like, last week that he's our favorite actor. Wow. Well, we loved the TV show Chuck. Chuck. We never watched the last four episodes of Chuck. You didn't want it to end. Can't. Like, to this day, we haven't seen the last four episodes. Yeah. Be- because that. Um, I mean, thank God there's a Toy Story 4 for that same reason. I just don't want it to I end. I don't want it. Uh, I might not see a Toy Story 4. They um, they also have... Uh, he, he, he was one of the Warriors 3, one of uh, the D'Artagnan-looking guys, like Thor's friend. So he's been in a half a dozen of you know Avengers slash Thor movies. Uh, I, he he was in um, he was in Ragnarok. I think three four seconds. Yeah, like was he, you, like was he like one of those prisoners or no, a thug or something? Like no, that? no, he was he was you know uh, Thor Thor's three best friends, the Warriors three, and the Lady Sif. Okay, like the heavy set guy who has like the battle axe. Yeah, you know one you know. Um, uh, the Asian guy who has like the mace is that with like the stick with the ball yeah, on it's it? A mace. That's a mace, and then the D'Artagnan looking, you know, one, you know, and that's him. That, oh. That's 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 Zachary that's Levi. Zachary Levi, and and Ragnarok. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, too fucking bad. When his sister gets comes through, comes through, and, and lands, you know, uh, comes through the Bifrost and kills everybody in the room instantly. He's one of the people there that. He's on screen. I don't think he has a line in Ragnarok, <laughs> but he was in the other two Thor movies. He was in Infinity War. Anyways. Yeah. So he was in that. Um, Tangled, one of our favorite movies. Had, we had a third son, Flynn Rider. His character from that would have been the name. Not Flynn. Flynn Rider. Or Rider. Right. Flynn Rider would have been, you know, the little dude's name. Um, Oof, dodged a bullet there. Oh, come on. That would a kick-ass name. He's such a great character. Sure. And now for a movie, and you you you're up to speed on Miss Maisel season two. Nope. Oh no, haven't haven't watched Miss Maisel. Gave up on Cheers. Oh god, you gave up on Cheers. Uh, by giving up, it's like I mean I've I've watched seven whole uh, six whole seasons. I'm on the beginning of seven season seven. Okay. I have five more to go. So you know maybe I'm taking a sabbatical, a little break. Well, well when well, you get back on the Miss Maisel bandwagon, which you will, yeah. Um. He's a big character in season two, okay. and his character in that, we absolutely love him. Like, right. like, absolutely love him. It's it's somehow it made us love Maisel even more. Great, and now Shazam. So I'm trying to think of an actor who's been in more different roles. Like, I love Chris Helmsworth. I love like the Thor character. Right, he was good in Ghostbusters. You want to you want to be? How about Chris Pine? Uh, Chris Pine is great. Chris Pine is you know. Is great. I mean, I like him a lot, you know. Um, I mean, he was in Wonder Woman and uh, Star Trek. Right. And others. Uh, and so, so yeah, I like, a lot of people like that I like a lot. But, yeah, I think it's Zachary <laughs> Levi. So I know everybody was hanging on the edge of their seat. Geez, sorry, but this became the Zachary Levi podcast. Are you sorry? Next up, the signs of his penis. <laughs> so um, the uh, Notre Dame. Burned. And do you know that the white smoke from Notre Dame means that they chose a new hunchback? The uh, the, the 
they 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 chose a new hunchback. See, like with the Pope and the Vatican, and when they had the white smoke, there was, I'll show myself out. Uh, I'll just. That's not funny. <laughs> Whatever joke. <laughs> but uh yeah. Thoughts? It's awful. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been following up on the latest uh, as far as the investigation goes. I, I'm pretty sure that all signs are pointing to um, you know, somebody on the crew accidentally taking a cigarette break without a uh fire extinguisher nearby. French people don't smoke. <laughs> There's one thing I know about the French. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's a tragedy. It's um, it's also garnered a lot of attention for uh, local churches in the United States because the White House announced that they were going to be helping aid in the restoration, helping aid France in the restoration of the Notre Dame Cathedral. And um, you know everybody else on Twitter is like. Uh, Flint, Michigan here, uh, Puerto Rico here, uh, three uh, Louisiana churches that were burned uh, by arsonists here. Uh, before you say anything else, black, black, brown. Yeah. So, but I will say, when Donald Trump pledges to give money to a charity organization, we know. Um, it has the word Trump in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it isn't because I did. I saw that. You know, on, on a lot of people, like, you know, had tweeted out and, and other people I talked about. It's like, hey, this is this is sad. I mean, this is this church that has stood the test of time and it's going to cost a lot of money to restore it. However, guess who, fact. Guess which organization that's connected to the Notre Dame Cathedral has a lot of money. Uh, but yet, if you want to help rebuild the church, here's the GoFundMe for these three you know, Baptist churches and you know poor black communities that were the victim of arson. So why don't you? And they've raised like eighteen million dollars or something, like one point eight million or something like that. So one fun fact, you know, that kind of bleeds into our world. Uh, did you read about the game Assassin's Creed and how that might be a factor? Yeah, I did read that. There's a couple of things there. So there's a. a a woman who worked on Assassin's Creed who spent two years uh, meticulously recreating Notre Dame for Assassin's Creed Unity, which is a PlayStation 4, Xbox, current generation game in which you travel back to, I guess, medieval or... No, not medieval, but like, um, you know, like 15th century... Yeah, 15th century France. And um, the the entirety of Notre Dame as it was back then is explore is, is explorable and you can actually go play the game and just check out Notre Dame and i think they were saying that they could use the specifications based on her research and her designs to help recreate what was lost and there's also another i guess a late um architect or something had used like laser technology lasers to scan Notre Dame, and so they have like a like they there's another organization that has like a, a real like 3D model of every nook and cranny of Notre Dame that they could use as again as a good resource. So yeah, but it was cool to hear like oh video games can help. No, it, it is like you know management had told me that, and then she sent me the article. The other articles that she sent me 
like I do not know the architectural term, but there's some kind of steeple or some kind of. Well, I know that here's the church and here's the steeple. Open, open the it, doors and here are the people. No, it is here's the church. Here's the steeple. Open up the doors and here are the sheeple. Sheeple, Joe. Sheeple. That's right. <laughs> um, no, but there's there's like a tower or like a you know bounding that that Walt Flying Disney buttresses or something no. that Walt Disney was so enamored for. He added it into the architecture of the Princess Castle at Disneyland, the Magic and, Kingdom, right? And so they have all the specs and stuff because. He was a perfectionist who wanted that the same architectural scale to model and stuff like that. Oh, great. So luckily... I mean, there's no dearth of information regarding the architectural uh, makeup of Notre Dame. And what, what, is, what is amazing is how undamaged it was. And, and, and what did... Um, I'm not a, a, a big stained glass window aficionado, but that stained glass window that they have that was made in the 12th century... Fuck yeah. Did... Management was all it, when I saw that it was you know when we the little guy and I were in the hospital came on the news I told him I said I guarantee you your mother is crying right now and she was she was you know just distraught I mean she had been there a number of times if if you go and Google that window like close up of it holy fuck like the absolute detail intricacies and and you know how it looks. Like it looks like just a design from far away, but up close, it's all different people and stories. But the 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 way, I mean, I could go on forever. I'm not articulate enough to do it any kind of justice. But she was most worried about that being lost, and it and it's still there. Like most of the structure is intact. I mean, damn, did <laughs> they build a you know a, a pretty steady? Yeah, they do. They don't make them like they used to, but. Um... There's also something to be said about how the firefighters took great care not to just like go gangbusters on this and to put the fire out. They had to basically like, you know, pick and choose delicately where they were going to put the fire out so that they didn't cause further damage. They didn't, you know, have flying water tankers as the president of the United States had suggested. You know? Like those like those wildfires. You just put them out with the the flying water tankers. Yeah. They're part of Space Force. <laughs> and my question is, did the French fucking rake the leaves around Notre Dame? <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, you know, an- another another interesting you know story that has come from this is, you, you know, the Catholic Church has all the money in the world. They literally have all the money that, you know, Oprah doesn't. And... But they, not as much as Jeff Bezos. Oh, wait, he's divorced. Now, 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 now they do. Right. Well, but... Uh, Macron had pledged that within five years it's going to they're going to restore you know it to it to its rightful glory. France, like the United States, is supposed to be is a secular nation, and people there truly, truly are you know have always taken the separation of church and state very, very seriously, and people are very upset that he has pledged that the French will actually spend government money on this. What a lot of people don't know, which I didn't know, the French government owns Notre Dame and rented out. It's rented to the Catholic Church. Oh. Still, the Catholic Church has all the fucking money in the world. But guess who rakes in the tourism money? So that that's France, right? And and that's why what makes it kind of a tricky situation. It's like, yeah, 
you know, it's probably fr- why they bought it from the church or it was given to the church. Oh, you know what I mean? Like that's probably why France has control over Notre Dame, because- right? Because it is such a now one thing that I think a lot of people have uh, misunderstood is a lot of people are like, oh my god, this church is you know the rise and fall of different monarchs and different political systems and different wars and it survived the Nazis in World War II. Um, take a second and read a fucking book. Well, yeah, the reason it's it it survived World War II, the reason the Vatican survived World War II, and many other prominent churches around Europe uh, wasn't because there were no-go zones or they were off-limits or like, you know, hey, let's keep the fighting here. Um, the, the Catholic Church is um, turning a blind eye to what was happening in Germany. It was a one hand washes the other. It was actually Hitler himself who had said, it's like, yeah, these places are off limits. You know, you can go ahead and carpet bomb, you know, all of England that you want, but these are the landmarks to stay away from that were, you know, Vatican controlled. Nobody bombs a church in my town. (laughs) I just wanted to work in a paraphrase quote from Ghostbusters. Um, thank you. You're welcome. But that's, that's, and again, you know, we could bash the Catholic Church from here to kingdom come. Like the fact that last week the former Pope, Pope Benedict, had come out and said the reason Catholic priests are fucking the small boys is because of the sexual revolution in the 60s, which doesn't explain why they were fucking small boys the last, what, two centuries? You know, something like two, that. Two millennia. What was it? The 1960s. The 1960s sexual revolution is the reason that you know nuns and small boys are being raped by the Catholic priest today. Is what uh, is. Well, that could be true, but then there was probably another reason why they were raping them and the other. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm guessing because pedophilies could hide in plain sight, and that's another story. But getting back to this, yeah, it's really interesting that France is divided. Like people are like, why are we spending government money on it? Well, we own it, and it's a tourism thing. Yeah. But couldn't the Pope like sell a ruby off his stupid hat and pay for two Notre Dames? And at the same time, don't think it was a divine intervention that it survived World War II and the Nazis. It's because the Catholic Church was not only complacent, which which was going on inside Nazi Germany, they also reaped the benefits. They also the the, uh, just in the past decade or so. Some of the artwork that the Catholic Church kind of became in possession with, which were owned by, uh, you know, people not around anymore, <laughs> uh, that found its way into the Vatican and other has started to be returned. Hmm. But yeah, um, they're pieces of shit and they should rebuild Notre Dame themselves. I don't know. But I, w- I will stand by the fact that the white smoke indicated that they had elected a new hunchback. A new hunchback. <laughs> I think Joe's been threatening to quit the podcast, and I think so. Here's Joe. Here's the cliff, and here's my two hands pushing him. I'm like the cliffhanger yodeling guy <laughs> on Price Is Right. I'm at the very top. Oh, that 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 that's a pack of gum. Well, that's Trident. Forty bucks. It's gotta be. <laughs> Uh, uh, before we get we we get into the big story of the week, um, she has been labeled uh, Taco Tammy. Have you heard the the latest? You know, middle aged white woman upset with um, 
people living their lives? No. And I'm sure they're probably look they probably look just like her. Uh no, fun fact, a little 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 little, little more There's complete. more diversity in that field. Okay. So it, there was a taco truck on her street which she took great offense to a taco truck selling tacos on the street that she lives so she came out filmed it you was know it not taco tuesday it was not we're having taco tuesday even on a friday <laughs> um and i saw so many people tweet this out and it's like this is the best answer to ignorance and hate ever like the following sunday Full on mariachi parade, uh, and they, and they the that taco truck came back with an army of people to serve tacos to the entire neighborhood, and it was like, dude, don't hate a people, you know, until you've had one of these really <laughs> good tacos. Like, you know, they had some people make speeches and stuff like that, and it was, it's like, look, you know, get to know us and then hate us, but. Try to hate us after you have one of these delicious tacos, but they did. They fed the whole neighborhood. You know, they had a huge parade, a huge mariachi band. Um, they, you know, made a whole fiesta of it. So maybe she worked for Taco Bell and she didn't want these guys horning in on her business. What does Taco Bell have to do with Mexican food? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Diarrhea. Well, sure. Yeah. Sure. But uh, okay. Now, now, now that we've uh, had enough happy news, the church. Burning? Yeah, that was hysterical. <laughs> you know, yes, uh, so I lost the money, but look at the bright side. What? Uh, no how much money am I out? You know, uh, and the jerk is like, but oh. look at the bright side. Do your Jackie Mason. Um, I, I again checked out, dude. Okay. What are you talking about? When, when Steve Martin gets robbed at the gas station, and Jackie Mason is telling him, you know, what I lost a few bucks, but look at the bright side. We also lost a choice. All right. There we go. Hey, oh, um, thank you. To quote, to quote the guy who resides at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, I, you know, what little came out of the Mueller report is upon hearing initially there was going to be a special prosecutor. Am I reading this? quote correctly i'm fucked that was part of his quote yes he said oh my god uh, oh no or oh my god or something to that nature this is the end of my presidency or this is the worst thing that could possibly happen to me and then yeah i'm fucked mm -hmm. and um uh, breaking news this just in he's not fucked he's just fine and he'll probably use this to rally his troops and supporters to win re-election because we live in fucking backwards land. And the fact that, it, it, you know, I, on one hand, I do not even want to talk about it or think about it. On the other hand, that's exactly what they need. They need fatigue. They need us to be wear down. They need us to be complacent. They need us to say, there's nothing we can do. This is unfair. It's fucking awful. But what can we do? And... That is 100% the game plan. That is 100%. So, no, there's nothing we can do right now. But, honestly, it, 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 it strengthened my resolve to be even more um, more proactive. I'm going to be more voting. No. What? Yes, you can. I mean, honestly, you know, I've already looked into, uh, like, hosting different, you know, get, you can host different get-togethers you can, and, and, you know, um, there's no reason to door knock here, you know, and, yeah. and to really campaign. I mean, whoever is on the ticket here is going to, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, that's uh, the complacency we're looking for. May, no, no, but <laughs> whether it's Mayor Pete, 
Sanders, uh, Warren, you know, you go down the list. If it's any of those people, they're going to win here by landslide. It's how, you know, can you get involved in places? You're going to drive to Alabama? And- Maybe. Go ahead. You know, uh, a volunteer to drive people to the polls or something like that. I don't know because, you know, I could vote early here. But, yeah, it, it, dude, it's, it's, it's been a brutal week. It it's has been, been a brutal week. absolute brutal week. Right. And, um, For them again. To get away with it and so blatantly to have Barr do the shit that he's blatantly, he's obstructing in, in plain sight. Yeah. So we have an attorney general who's a show for the president. We have a president who basically obstructed justice and there's no proof that here's the thing i guess Mueller couldn't find proof that he colluded there's no proof that the he didn't look he was not really looking for the collusion thing mm-hmm. and everybody who's gone over what the document they can wait he was he, not looking for the collusion no he was he was basically looking to put all the facts together and say congress do your job you make what you want from these findings yeah and that, that was the whole intent. Now, did I read, the, according to the redacted version of the Mueller report, that the Mueller investigation... Redacted! <laughs> the redacted version of the Mueller report said that the Mueller investigation couldn't find any evidence of Russian meddling in the U.S. elections. Was that is that correct? Not even a little. Okay. I mean, it clearly says that they did. Oh, yeah. You know, the only thing is, like, how much... To the top, did it go? And and it's all right there. I mean, it's no. I, and then, but then, and then there's also right now there's this sort of internal battle with the Democrats. Do we do full court press and try to get quote unquote get the president um, impeached on obstruction of justice charges? Because attempting to obstruct justice is just as Bad is obstructing justice. You're you're Correct. basically making it's a they're, they're both crimes. Now, it, it, politically, I guess it would be sort of like a nail in the coffin for the Democrats because they would think, okay, if they push back and really try to get the president charged with cri- with cr- criminal activity, and they don't have a strong enough case to actually do it. They're not going to get. They're not going to be able to numbers wise impeach the president of the United States. Just unfortunately, like the figures don't lie. There's not enough votes in Congress to Congress. Yes, I mean, the, but it, the Senate. No, no. See, Congress is both the House oh, right, right. and the Senate. So the House has more. Uh-huh. Um, the House has the Democratic majority. Senate, no, not so much. So numbers wise, they know they're not going to be able to impeach the president. Um, there's not a compelling enough. Of a, uh, there's not insurmountable, irrefutable evidence against the president. There is shadows of oh. doubt. So there's not a strong enough case to bring forth to even like the most hardline Republicans and say, are you fucking kidding me here? Well, no, that's hopefully what what the next step is. And it's like, here's the Mueller report. And again, when Ken Starr dropped off his his Whitewater report, Trucks, absolute, like, you know, bread trucks showed up, you know, with here's the report and here's all the supporting evidence. Here's everything we found. What it, what did our Congress get? Here's a four-page summary by, by basically a defense lawyer for the president acting as attorney general saying, here's what we found, even with the redacted. And now that's the push. The Nancy Pelosi's and Chuck Schumer's are like, great. 
Here's what we're reading. We need to see the evidence. Show us the evidence. Stop hiding things because they think the evidence is there. And yes, a couple a couple things that have to happen. You do not let this go. You do not say, okay, well, he's going. He's obstructing. You just they their job is to push back, push back yeah. to investigate. Bring Mueller in. Question Mueller. There's no reason not to, you know, question Mueller. There's no reason not to question Mueller. It's like, why didn't you investigate? Why didn't you question Donald Jr.? Why didn't you question Ivanka? Why didn't you question the people who were in the room at that Russian hearing? It is a crime to try to, like, you know, I mean, yes, once I did buy speakers from somebody in a van at a Demoulis parking lot, which I know fell off another truck. That is illegal, even if I tried to buy them and did it. Like, the fact that they were trying to get what they knew were stolen, the stolen emails from the Democrats. They took a meeting trying to acquire what they knew was stolen property. Mm -hmm. Why weren't they questioned? I would love Mueller to come in and say, this is why I didn't think we had to. The Congress has every right to go ahead and subpoena them and question them at the same time. Our biggest hope, my biggest hope, is the different attorney generals of like the different districts, like the Southern District of New York. Some of these crimes don't have a statute of limitations. Some of these crimes they can investigate right now. Some of these crimes they can, you know, no, they can't arrest Blotus until hopefully after the next election <laughs> or, God forbid, the one after. They can start doing all that stuff just because. And that's the thing. As hard it is for me and you know other people not to get burnt out and fatigued and frustrated and throw your hands up, the, the Pelosi's and the Schumer's of the world have to double down and go harder because there the evidence is in those things. You know, I'm just wondering who the Democrats who are against pushing forward with a criminal investigation, who are they worried about alienating? Because you're only, I think, alienating Democrats who are already on your side. You're going to be basically saying, like, I can't believe these guys are so fucking like the, wimpy. The, the, they're, they're the not swing gonna... districts, the ones where in the purple areas yeah. where, you know, you're going to, you know, turn, turn people. Because there are. I mean, I'm turned off by it. You know what I mean? But at the other hand, it's like you, you can't. You have to have a fucking spine. You, you have to, mm. you know. Oh, hopefully, right. I, I know. And, and I think the wish is that it would turn up actual tangible results which it may but it takes a long time and it takes a lot of cooperation and less obstruction from a certain house that's white now you have to um you have to understand joe this is i don't have to stand nothing this is a troubling time for me and uh because it is all about me um and 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 getting through this isn't easy but the one thing that eases my pain it's a little self-indulgent theater. Oh, yeah. I didn't even read it. And I'm not even going to read it. I, didn't, I haven't read the rundown that thoroughly, so I have no idea what Jacques is about to say. And Go. After, after last week's Senator Bernie Sanders uh, doing Fight for Your Right to Party and Affordable Health Care, which, you know, I mean, I'm listening back at the house, and I'm laughing over my laughing last week. Um, so this week, I would love to hear Super Dave Osborne either do... The theme for the Golden Girls <laughs> or Facts of Life, kind of a dealer's choice. We did the Facts of Life with Paul Lynn. So. We did. Okay, right, right. Okay, so Golden Golden Girls it is. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm just going to sit back. All right. <laughs> 
Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be for me and the card attached would say thank you for being a friend. You want to hear a joke? <laughs> I think that's my favorite line he's ever said. It's the only line I can remember him saying. Well, it, it's that line and the absolute contemptual stare that he would give Letterman each and every single time. That that was it. Okay. I can only take so much magic. It's time for a defunct sponsor of the week. On the next Golden Girls, Blanche bridges the generation gap. Dirk's nearly five years younger than I am. And what, Blanche? Dog years? And searches for the fountain of youth. A man his age is used to a trim body with good tone. Then buy him a princess phone. Hi, Blanche. You look terrific. Blanche looks terrible. Gravity always takes its toll. Look at me. I used to be a tall, voluptuous blonde with a butt like granite. They're robbing the cradle on the Golden Girls. Okay. So, uh... The craft saga, it keeps dragging on, and so this it week, keeps dragging on. Oh wait, that's uh, I'm, I'm mixing up. Gosh, shut up, Joe. <laughs> uh, eh, shut up. <laughs> there we go. The uh, yeah, it, it was one of those things that I don't know. It's like I get fighting it. He doesn't want the tape to be a staple on you porn for the next like twenty years of his existence. On the other hand, it's just the more it's fought, it's staying in the public eye. I get that side too. But this past week, a judge said, no, it, it, whether it was obtained legally is, is the big question now. And if it was obtained illegally, the police have no right to, th- to here's our tainted evidence that we have, you know, illegally obtained. Now we're going to smear, you know, this man even more by releasing it. And it's still in the courts whether or not it was obtained legally. And it does not look, you know, like it was. I mean, like we talked about last week, you know, I'm tired to talk about this. Worse than the Mueller report that, uh, no, nothing's worse than the Mueller report. Talking about the fact that, you know, the police have come out and said, yes, there's absolutely no link, no tie no evidence that this has anything to do with sex trafficking, human trafficking. This is a fucking misdemeanor. This is an unpaid parking ticket. This is, is you know, rolling through a yield sign without properly... He should get a slap on the dick. Say it again. He should get a slap <laughs> on the dick. But he... Uh, anyways, I don't know. Um, but it, it, it's, it's lingering on and, you know, it's becoming a... a, a I almost said a bigger thing, but the fact that seriously, it's 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 getting to deflate gate, you know, level of scrutiny. And again, it's a misdemeanor. I think this just proves that the judge is also human. <laughs> like does not want to see this video as no. much as the well, rest of the public does. No, people do. Like I know. who wants I mean, 
You know, and like I said, the guy's pushing 80 and it went twice in 24 hours. Good for fucking you. I mean, he's pushing 80 and she was pulling it. <laughs> oh, this is why you are not ever allowed to stop doing a podcast. Damn it. You just signed another year. Uh, talking about hockey, last few weeks, last couple months, we've been talking about this epic run the Bruins have gone on the second half of the season. You know, at one point they had a 19-game streak without a regulation loss. Um, you know, points in 19 straight games. Unimaginably great. However, Tampa Bay has been so great the entire year. Um, <laughs> even with those great runs and the Bruins like locking in second place, you know, Tampa was a lifetime ahead of them. And shockingly, and I don't know the last time in sports, like, yeah, the couple Super Bowls that the Patriots, you know, didn't win. Huge shock and an upset. And there's been other upsets in sports, but in a seven-game series, you know, so if the Patriots played the Giants seven times, they probably would have won six or five of those games. But the Columbus Blue Jackets, a true eighth-place seed, sweeps. And it wasn't overtime games. It wasn't Tampa Bay hit the post with seconds left and bounced the other way and Blue Jackets went on a breakaway and scored a goal. It wasn't bad refing. They kicked their ass in four games. Uh, and I don't know the last time an eighth-place seed swept a first-place seed, especially a team. The Lightning tied the record for most points in a regular season, tied the record for most goals in a regular season, had the most you know, um, goals scored to goals you know, allowed, like discrepancy in like 25 years in hockey. Everything screamed that this team was walking to Lord Stanley Cup's you know, final and, and, and should have won. And again, we're stuck with. Um, again, I honestly have no end for that sentence. I started talking. <laughs> I I'm not kidding. I've comp- I've so checked out. I, I I don't I I can't even speak any. I'm speaking even more befuddled now than I have the entire two year run of this dumb podcast. I can't I can't even muster an opinion on this. I get it. It's crazy. Uh, this is, so this just means that the Blue Jackets, is that the what they're called? The Blue Jackets. That who will be facing them? Is that the, is that the, the Bruins, Bruins might face them? Well, that's the thing. As great as the Bruins were or are, you know, had they, well, we don't know. As the recording is this, they're tied 2-2 two to two with, the, with, with the Leafs. No. Oh. And we they, should oh, oh, yeah. beat the Leafs. Oh, did they? Okay. We should beat the Leafs. I mean, it's the best of three game series now with two games at the Garden. Mm-hmm. Actually, all three games are at the Garden. The <laughs> Maple Leafs also play in a building called the Garden. So anyway, shut up, Jock. Shut up. No, but you said you you said the Garden. The Garden. I did. Thank you for the correction, Joseph. But we should we should beat the Lightning. The Bruins are a better team. Lightning. I mean, I'm sorry. The the Leafs are a great team. They're young. They're fast. They have some great goal scores. But their defense isn't great. And you know, we have the best line in hockey. And so hopefully, you know. But the whole talk the last couple months is, yeah, the Bruins are playing amazing. But they have to play the Lightning in the second round, and you can't get past it. So they're kind of squandering a gift by not dispensing with the Leafs sooner. And and by the time this records, you know, we will be getting ready for game six one way or another, and hopefully they do. Yeah, but the scary thing is I, I don't remember – I don't remember the last time in sports I've seen something like this. Now, the Kings, when they won their first cup, were technically in the eighth seed, but on the last two games of the season, they played the San Jose Sharks in home-to-home series. I'm just talking to John and Biff at this point, and I'll start Tommy. But had the Kings won one of those two games, 
they would have finished in third place. I mean, there were one point, and, and just the way the, the setup goes, um, you know, they went the one point meant they went from third place to eighth place. So technically, they were an eighth place team, but really, you know, they, they were a great team. Well, obviously, they won two cups in three years. Um, but the Blue Jackets just talk about like, you know, punching up you know it's it's so anyways if the Bruins it's a real david up, versus goliath is it not it is indeed my friend it is indeed now you wanted to talk at great lengths about your beloved rob gronkowski's week i think it's our beloved rob gronkowski so uh they went to was it opening day at fenway yep um had some hijinks prior to their uh you know, uh, opening day ceremony, showing off the freshly minted Lombard- sixth Lombardi trophy uh, f- for the New England Patriots. And um, they uh, they had some sort of like, I guess, impromptu um, batting cage session that incorporated, for some reason, the actual Vince Lombardi trophy as a bat uh, being wielded by said Rob Gronkowski. Um, now, who is he uh, hitting against? The great Julian Edelman. One Julian Edelman, yes. And we all know that he is an astounding, uh, not only a uh, 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 football player, but um, a decent pitcher. Yeah, he played baseball in college as well. Yeah. And he was a quarterback at Kent State before becoming a wide receiver. Look who's and a, fan. a cornerback. Look who's a fan. <laughs> and a punt returner. <laughs> and kickoff coverage. Just say I love Julian And Edelman. pretty good looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... Long story short, too late. Um, Rob Gronkowski decides to actually follow through with his pretend batting cage thing with Julian Edelman. And when a pitch is thrown by Edelman to Gronkowski, he, at the last second, Gronkowski takes the Lombardi trophy and instead of pretending to swing and miss, he actually lines up a bunt. (laughs) <laughs> and fucking nails it right on the football part of the Lombardi Trophy. So now there is a poignant <laughs> dent in what was once a pristine sixth Lombardi Trophy for the New England Patriots. And the Patriots put out a really great uh, whole docudrama, talking heads, epic music. Yeah, like it had the testimonials from like Devin... Uh, McCordy? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I got out of that one. Matthew Slater. Right. Um, And they were just all giving their eyewitness accounts of how things transpired. And, um, you know, that's just, at the end of the day, it's just Gronk being Gronk. (laughs) And like I said, I mean, had Jules really come with the heat and blowing it by him, wouldn't it happen? So really, who's, who's the bad guy here? And, and, and what the Patriots players had all pointed out and the media pointed out, anybody else but Gronk? It, it might have been, you know, you, you, a fireable offense of some sort, or a finable offense, or or at least a public hazing. Right, but Gronk, it's like, yeah, of course Gronk, you know, of course yeah. he did. This. And then, then the next day, when they after the New England Patriots put out that video recapping his dinging the Lombardi Trophy, Gronkowski quotes it in his own tweet with the word oopsie <laughs> and he spelled it right so good yeah, for him there you go uh yeah his editor must have been on the game <laughs> that day uh the only other sports thing is uh i got i started seeing a bunch of things on twitter and text the other day here in massachusetts uh, probably the second biggest uh grocery chain is a chain of stores called stop and shop that is on strike and one uh hall of fame 
legendary retired number Ray Bork uh, quote unquote accidentally crossed the picket line to go inside and I guess there's a pharmacy inside and uh, as he as he released in a statement um, he wasn't really aware of what was going on he had a medical condition he was just picking up his medicine he feels awful about crossing a picket line as a as a union hockey player um, who enjoys the benefits of being in a strong union. He understands that as soon as his medical issues subside, he's going to be out there on the front lines holding a sign with them. Good for him. Well, I know. It's just like, was that the was that the only pharmacy in town? The one inside? <laughs> you know, the closest one. Did you not have like, you know, a, a loved one who could maybe drive to the further pharmacy? Were, you know, were you on fire? And at that moment, the only extinguisher was inside that 7-Eleven or, I'm sorry, that stop and shop. So Ironically, it was eye medication because he, he couldn't <laughs> see couldn't. so good. Is that a picket line over That's there? That's just a bunch of lost bag boys. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up in sports so um teams across the nfl have announced their schedules this week indeed one team did it in a very entertaining fashion that kind of ties into our next segment the carolina panthers who as we've talked about before remember they were the team that over the course of like the week no, it was like, right. It was like months or something, or something like that. leading or up to the season. Like the first word in every tweet was the lyrics to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was you know great game. Like that's a that's that is a Michelin rated tweeting right there. Uh, this time, the Carolina Panthers put out a video announcing their schedule for the 2019 season. And it's a minute and 42 seconds, and every single segment, or every single week, is represented by a different old-school video game. Every single one. So, uh, have you seen the video? I have not. Oh, God. I don't know. I guess maybe I can play it for you. I don't know. Hey, you want to... I wouldn't enjoy that. All right. Um, how do I make this work? I, I, you're going to have to put it up to the mic. So, just hit the play button on that tweet right there. Oh, maybe... Oh, I got it switched off. Let me see two. Okay, yeah, so that's Pitfall. That's so great. Wow. I mean, some of these games, I don't know what they are. Dance Revolution Madden. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's like some other game. I'm not sure what that game is. Astoundingly, Oregon Trail. That is so good. Uh, NBA Jam. I'm waiting. I'm really waiting to see Bus Simulator. (laughs) Bus Simulator. Pokemon Go. The new mobile phone app. Or it came out a couple of years ago. Golden Eye for the Nintendo 64. And Mario Kart for the Super Mario Kart. What's Need that? I say more? Sonic. Who makes Sonic? Sega. Sega! Sega! Sega. Sega. Words with friends. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. 
where you have to choose your player. And of course, Tecmo Super Bowl. That is really great. Good yeah. for them. They're going to win six games. And, yeah. Entertaining for this podcast audience as well. I, we, you know, I will not get into it. The Patriots schedule came out 14 and 2. A loss to Miami. Miami will win three games this year. One of them will be against the Patriots. Always happens every year, like clockwork. No matter how bad they are. Um, so we will not get into that. You're welcome, Biff. We are getting into video games. Other than that, you know, mashup between video games and the Carolina Panthers, uh, are you playing anything this week? I think we are playing something new this week. You and I. Are we? You and I. Uh, Cuphead. Okay. Uh, we'll I, get right into Cuphead. Yeah, My I, mean, little... I just downloaded it yesterday. It's you know fun. I, I I've seen gameplay footage of it from the Xbox, you know, like last year, and I was excited to get it when I learned it was coming out on the Switch because I don't have an Xbox, nor do I have a PC powerful enough to run it. Right. It's been a PC, you know, Xbox game forever. My little guys have been, I mean, for two three years asking for this game, and I remember at Christmas trying to get them Cuphead plushes and stuff like that. They they wanted the Cuphead plushes and paraphernalia before they could even get the game months before and it came out this week and the little guy was counting down it comes out on the 18th and he we're at the hospital and he's up at midnight on the 18th like waiting for the, the clock to strike midnight and at midnight you could pre-order it and play it at noon the next day you know <laughs> I, I i have no desire to play it oh however I have every desire to watch it being. I don't know the last time I've ever been like, hey, Joe, let me watch you play this game for the next four hours and not touch a controller. Um, it's beautiful. It really is. It's it's beyond stunning. Even the wife looked up today, and she's like, oh, my God, this is awesome to watch. So to describe Cuphead to the uninitiated, it's an homage to classic 1930s kind of Max Fleischer um, – it's like Steamboat Willie, Disney-ish. Yeah, the the old like 30s cartoons. And uh, you play as Cuphead or Mughead or Mugman. I forget. I think it's Mugman. And the plot is that these two, like, they're, they're kind of like these, you know, hokey-looking, like, happy characters. They're literally, like, mugs with eyeballs and, like, they're attached to, like, the Mickey Mouse kind of bodies. And... They um, they get into the deal with a uh, they get I think they lose a craps game to the devil and then they can't pay off their gambling debt but in order to do so they make a deal with the devil to go out and collect souls and bring them back to the devil so that's your mission is you have to go out and collect souls from these different weird weird ass bosses it's I mean, the game's mainly boss fights the other mechanics of the game is it's essentially a run and gun which is like like Contra, like you would run and just keep going to the right, keep the finger on the button and keep firing at everything that moves and just try to get through the level, jumping and dashing and, you know, whatever, avoiding enemies and um, collecting coins along the way as well so that you could buy more power-ups to your weaponry. And, um, yeah, but the, the game is unforgivably hard. Like, you have to just get good. Like, there's not a lot of easy mode in this game. But it's so gorgeous to look at because the it's not like a shitty kind of, you know, wimpy take on, oh, remember what the 30s cartoons look like? We're kind of going that. No, it looks like it's from the 30s, like complete with the 
uh, hair artifacts on the film. Right, and right. The, the dropout, the, the graininessness in the, the background. The music, the music is all original. It but It looks great, Yeah, but they have the grain and the dropout. And, yeah. Yeah, and right. So it just adds to the texture. Um, it's got, yeah, just original music of the 30s style. Um, it has like announcements and you know it like a nice 1930s announcement. It's like this is going to be another walloping. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. They use those colloquial colloquialisms. Thank you. Yeah. Right, but it's all it's ready all, for a whooping. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a fun game, and I just started playing it last night, so I look forward to swearing at my screen yet again. Yeah. So the little guys have been swearing at the screen. It's fun that they can play together. I think. Um, cross-platform now can you get it on no it's just the switch it's just the switch right it's just came out on the switch it has been an xbox pc exclusive but the two they can play together which is fun at the same time they scream at each other right using obscenities if one of them gets the other one killed and they don't work well in tandem fun fact most young brothers (laughs) brothers in general except for the Sutter brothers uh, don't work very well together. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's like they're fighting. I'm like, okay, fine. Just one play at a time. No, we want to play together. It's like, well, I, yeah, well, you're yelling. It gives them an excuse to yell at each other. Um, so that's, and, uh, and the big thing that we want to talk about other than Cuphead. Yes. Uh, there's this game called Resident Evil 2. Hmm. The update on that, um, first of all, there's no updates, <laughs> you know. But I didn't realize the other day until we were in the hospital. Um, sidebar, we're in the hospital for a week. They have this nice, these, these nice people. they like, oh, you know, you can't leave the room because the first three days he was on like quarantine. And they wheeled in like, you know, one of those junior high AV carts, a TV with an Xbox and stuff. And there was a couple of Xbox games. But he's like, can I keep this in the room? Like, you can keep in the room the whole time you're here. Papa, can we bring my PS4? And it's like, yes, buddy. And so, you know, we're playing, um, you know, uh, he's playing a couple of games. He falls asleep. I'm wide awake. Start playing Resident Evil. I never stop. And then I realized, oh, shit. I'm close to 100%ing this game, which I didn't think was possible. Um, and now I, I thought I 100%ed it. And then I realized, oh, it's stuck at 98 and i can't figure out the one last goddamn trophy is one and i don't want to look it up mm. you know i don't want to look you know and i think i think it's stop playing resident evil 2 for is a that day. what it is i think it's like you stop yeah, for one day and, and you get, get the fucking trophy, trophy. yes you know, you know, dude i am 12 hours away from my one day chip in anger <laughs> management this is not the time to push me um don't push you because you're <laughs> close to the edge i'm gonna lose my edge I don't know, not, I'm trying one, and not, not to lose, lose my edge. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> wow, it's like a jungle are... sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Look at you go. That's it all. It's all the black I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am. I am not a good person. Hey, uh, who played the Black Panther while we're talking? Chadwick Boseman. There you go. How about Killmonger? Who? Oh, uh, I didn't. Oh, oh, the bad guy in yeah. I I fell asleep. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. Oh, of course, yeah. Duh. Um, or he played Creed. Or as some people would call him, Michael Hottie McHodderson. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. So I uh, with that. Any more video game? Or you want me to grab a little? little oh, which by the way, by the way, um, 
Joe always talks about like, you know, when people come down and say how great, you know, the basement is, it's like, dude, look, look at all this stuff. I'm a loser. Everybody comes down here and says it's great. She posted, management posted a picture of the boys. Was it the, yeah, it was the boys. It was a video of the boys doing us. And, 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 and like one of her, one of her best friends oh, I hate, was like, where is this? Can I go there? That's, and she's like. Can you make a comment about how cute the boys are on the podcast and stop, like, you know, reminiscing about a place you've never been to? Like, honestly, it's everything she could do not to give out the address. So. <laughs> Good. Thank you for that. So, so yes. With that said, I'm going to go get a disc. Right. A, a, a cartridge. Cartridge. A, cartridge. Anything you want. Anything. It's, it's all yours for the taking. Everything the light touches is yours. So Jacques hobbling over to grab an NES game off my shelf. And it can see that it's not Section Z. And it's not... Oh, God. It's it's before Section Z. I think that says Section Z. Yeah, what is is it? Cycross? S-E-I? No. No, it's not Cycross. Uh, shooting? No, I don't know what the fuck it is. God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's an R. It's an R game. Oh, uh, Rygar? No, I give up. There we go. Russian attack. Yeah, I think I. That's rush. Rush n attack. Rush apostrophe n attack. This was a port from an arcade game from the '80s. It's made by Konami. Which also made like you know great games like Castlevania, Contra, you name it, you played it. Uh, this is, I think, another kind of like platforming, like running gun kind of game. You're, um, I think, what what is it? You're on a, a Russian military base, or you or the Russians are coming and attacking the U.S. base, and you have to defend it. Um, I don't know. It's one of those, you know army games where you have to shoot the enemy and collect weapons and then shoot more enemies and then at the end of the stage defeat a boss and then go on to the next stage yeah rinse lather repeat or lather rinse repeat um checked out told you done checked out baby i'm checking out all right if you didn't own it what would you pay for it um 40 bucks (laughs) No, it's not a stick of gum <laughs> <laughs> on cliffhanger. Hangers. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna be generous and say six. Bam! Right on it. Oh, baby! Right. Actually, I lose. It was five ninety nine. Oh. So I would have gone over. See, I would have been and lost both showcases. So now what am I going to read from this book? The Tome. Uh, it's called Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the NAS Library, 1985 to 1995 by Pat Contry. Pick it up at your local internet. Uh, fun fact, he's working on a Super Nintendo book of the same ilk. Oh. And anyways, Russian Attack, three and a half stars. It's uh, as a special forces soldier, players must fight through six levels of side-scrolling action in order to stop a nuclear warhead from being launched. Armed with a knife, players must fend off enemy soldiers who will march toward the player, as well as jump-kicking soldiers and soldiers who will fire a pistol. Mm-mm. So, uh, but it's, you know, fun game, one to two players simultaneous. That's always fun. But it's, yeah, it's an earlier release from 87. Uh, height of the Cold War, you know. 
I, I'm sure it had like another name in Japan, but like you know, right, in right. America, it's Russian attack. Um, fun, fun for the whole family of uh, Trump supporters. Anyways, <laughs> oh, I will say, um, you know, moving on to what we're watching. What what are you watching on TV, Joe? <sighs> That's a what, it's not Cheers. We're taking a break from Cheers, right? We're taking a uh, break. Not not on not, season two of Miss Maisel. No, not on Mrs. Maisel. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, I want to talk about this one episode of. The Orville, starring a certain Scott Grimes. This motherfucker made me cry. This episode made me, like, tear up. Like, I was like, you motherfucker. Because the premise of the episode is that the crew is presented with a time capsule from, like, 2015. And they discover uh, within the time capsule... Uh, uh, an iPhone, and the we were able to reverse engineer it and crack it, and um, it belonged to a girl, like a you know twenty something, maybe you know late twenties, early thirties woman, who um, put it in the time capsule as sort of like her contribution to the future society, saying like you know here here's what life was like, and through text messages and videos and her iPod and, and all playlists. He uh, Scott Grimes, you know, saw the video of the girl because the video the girl put a video of herself addressing the future finders of the time capsule. So Scott's character, Gordon, Gordon, um, falls. My dad's on, name. Yeah, you know that's a coincidence there. He um, he he kind of you know has a instant falling in love thing with the girl. So he takes the phone and integrates it with the holodeck. And ask the computer to basically try to recreate the environment of this woman based on her, everything on her iPhone, like her text messages and all that stuff, all that data. So through space magic, they recreate like a party scene with her and her friends and everything. And he, you know, interacts with quote unquote her and falls in love with her, has a relationship with her, actually replicates a second iPhone so that the simulation that's still running can call his cell phone while he's not in the simulate in in the holodeck. Um, so he's having a virtual relationship with this girl from the past, and like she, he finds out he that she was a singer, and you know, you know, she would play like open mics and stuff. But um, long story short, um, he kind of has his heart broken because you know there's another person in her life that was out but now came back. And, um, you know, it, it was just moving because the, the point of the story is that she didn't want to be forgotten, you know, like, and, and she basically lived for, you know, 400 years past her lifespan because of somebody from the future who was able to unearth her records and basically regenerate um, her memories. And now she is being remembered by him. And, uh, but th th there was a, a touching little duet at the end because, you know, Scott Grimes is, as you know, a good singer. Right. And, uh, you know, he chimes in. So it's a, there was a little bit of a, um, oh, what was the movie? A Star is Born moment there. Nice. But it, it was, it was very moving, but it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, um, it was kind of like that sound on your phone that you did in silence because we are doing a podcast. <laughs> 
No, it was. Um, it just it 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 made me think. Like, yeah, wow, it's it's nice to think that you know the bullshit that we put on our phones now are in and of in an effect a sort of a, a a permanent record of our existence. It's proof that we're here. You know, we're basically all insignificant slugs uh, in the in the grand scheme of things. But you know, it's nice to know that there is. Even though, you know, in the current day, we're using all of this information against us. It's being, you know, mined and, and warped so that it could be used to advertise to us and, or exploit us or whatever. But, you know, 100 years from now, 200 years from now, it's just like... My dick pics could live forever. Yes. <laughs> yes. Somebody could replicate your penis and hold it. Virtually. Um, and how wonderful is that? But I don't know. you got to see this episode of The Orville. It's it's one of those things where you can just sort of dive in and watch it as a one-off. It's essentially, if you haven't was seen it this the, week's? It was a couple of weeks ago, but it, it's on Hulu. Yeah. It's, um, it, it, I mean, if you haven't seen The Orville, it's essentially a Next Generation clone. Um, but a comedy. It, um, you it know started what? It, off as a comedy, it's, but it, now it's taken it, they, serious. They, I think they've tried to, something for Island, but try to crowbar in the comedy. And now they're like, they're confident enough to basically like have faith in their stories that are mostly dramatic. I mean, with some comedic elements, but it's mostly a drama. You know, it's a it's like a it's like an episode of Star Trek. But I, I watched the pilot, and it was a straight up comedy. Yeah, right. I mean, it was right, and it's it's since matured since the. It's really gotten really good. Like it's uh it's it surprised me how 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 much this episode moved me. So uh, fuck you, Scott Grimes, for making me. Uh, um, you know, sweat from my eyes. I think you just titled the name of this episode. <laughs> Fuck you Fuck. to Scott Crimes, <laughs> which I will send him. Um, what are you watching? The Bruins. Okay. That's it. I mean, you know me. It's like Patriots playoff time, Bruins playoff time. It's like so, but I, literally being at the hospital for a week, I didn't even know what day it was. It, 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 the only thing that kept me kind of on a schedule was I can know the Bruins are playing this day and this day. I got to say, I've been. I've been watching a couple of the games. So I'm sending out the picture. I'm not asking for permission. So I'm texting Joe during the Bruins game the other day. He's watching the Bruins game on TV A and on TV B playing, was it the Nintendo or the Atari? Uh, no, I was playing the Sega Genesis NHL 94. 94. Toronto versus Boston. <laughs> and nothing makes me happier. Side note, I sent that also to our friend Jim, who the next day when the Celtics were playing. He's like, I expect to see this with double dribble, and I. And you did, yeah. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, you know, I I live to please my friends, but giving the people what they want. I do want to bring up one thing that I found. A couple of TV notes while we're on TV. Sure. Um, a card sharks has a host. Okay. Joel McHale. Oh, you'll be watching. Love Joel McHale. Yeah, I think Joel McHale might be like one of those actors where you kind of like love, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Nothing like I love community, you know. Love, love the soup, you know. Um, oh, the soup, that's right. It wasn't talk soup, love showing uh, my age. <laughs> loved, uh, I love the MTZ, the um, oh, the National Lampoon documentary, docudrama he was in, oh, in which yeah. he played Cherry Chase. Yep, and of course, uh, his uh, turn in Ted. Sometimes you feel like a nut, yes, sometimes you don't. <laughs> and he's with, oh, what else? Shut up, shut up. 
Spy Kids 2, I think he was <laughs> I think he was the dad. Look it up. I think he no, was the dad. I'll take your word for or it. Or the stepdad in Spy Kids 2. Oh, all you right. Know? I would have so, thought that went to Hal Sparks, but what know? do I know? No, he's too busy doing um what's our friend Chris and Brian show? Oh, was it the uh, it's a lab rats? Lab rats, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Um but uh, the other thing is I want to mention is Norman Lear is teaming up with Jimmy Kimmel. And, well, Jimmy Kimmel's presenting, apparently. I don't know how they're formulating it, but it's actually produced by Will Ferrell's and Adam McKay's uh, Sanchez Productions, which is, like, dissolving soon. Like, they're breaking up. Oh, Will Ferrell is leaving the Sanchez Productions. Whatever. Um, Too dirty for him? Yeah, exactly. Dirty. (laughs) See what you did? I saw. And smelled. Um, (laughs) They're doing a reenactment of two iconic Norman Lear episodes and they're going to air it on ABC in May of On the Family and the Jeffersons. Recast with... Hold on, hold on. Do I get to guess what the episodes are? No, I don't know what they're... What, what the. Oh, okay. Uh, but do you want to guess? Just venture... In, okay, I'm going to give you one clue as to whom is playing Archie Bunker. Oh, okay. okay? All right. Just one clue. Um... The far side. The far side. Oh, um, I see him. It, you know, um, Zombieland. Um, oh, on Cheers, he had Woody Harrelson. Yes. Woody Harrelson. Nice. Yeah, and by the far side, there's a quote from Cheers, yeah. That's great. I don't we'll get never, the far side. I, well, this pen, yeah, I will never hear the far side without that uh, that 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 exchange from Cheers 30 years ago. Okay, that's great. And uh, Edith... Edith. Who would Edith um, be? Another clue. Uh, Aunt May. Oh! Um, uh, uh, Melissa... Marissa Tomei. Uh, Marissa Tomei. Yeah. I thought, I thought Aunt May was... The new Aunt May. Melissa Tomei. Okay, so uh, for some reason I thought that was Alyssa Milano. No. Oh, nice. That's great. Yeah. And if they're doing one episode, it's got to be the Sammy Davis episode. Yeah, it ha- Right, it's got to be it one of It has to be the Sammy Davis and the Jeffersons episode, if they would read... But who plays Sammy Davis Jr.? Is it Billy Crystal? Does he break it out? Like? No, no, no. Wow. Wow. Well, I think the whole, the whole purpose is that they want to debunk the myth or the idea that these episodes and these shows couldn't be done today. Right. Wow, that's fantastic. Good for them. So I'm actually going to look up and, and see and, if I can and then the, So, okay. So going back in the Jeffersons, I'm trying to think of... The crucial turning point in the Jeffersons. Again, it's got to be a big race thing if it's Norman Lear. It's got to be the episode where George Jefferson saves a racist clan man's yes, life. Yes, it has to be. The only other one it, that, that I don't know if he won an Emmy for, but it was a great episode. It's probably Sherman Helmsley's like, and, and I, I know Hemsley, not, Hemsley. Hemsley saying a lot, stretching. Um, there was an episode where he had to go under hypnosis to remember his father where his father's grave was because they couldn't afford to put names on the grave so it was just a number and there was uh damage at a grave site where graves were being overturned and they weren't sure what stone went on what grave Mm. 
and he had to remember what grave and his father died when he was like six, seven years old. So he had to go under hypnosis and go back and try to remember what it was. And huh. he was crying and it all that It seems like stuff. an iconic episode in your mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> if, 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 this, if this was Sounds like, like a daddy issues episode. <laughs> episode four. If this was um, uh, different strokes, of course, it would be the bicycle shop episode. Fucking poor Gordon Jump, man. He Like, he was the Maytag man after that, but it wasn't the same. No. He couldn't shake it. Like, he was no longer uh, the guy from WKRP. No. And he, he just couldn't shake Like I think it kind of ruined his career. Ruined his career. But um, what I do want to also add is that Jamie Foxx and Wanda Sykes will play George and Wheezy. Oh, that's great. Although I'd picture Wanda Sykes as more of a Florence. Yeah. But, you know, I guess she's getting long in the tooth to play Florence. Ellie Kemper, who's um, uh, the unbreakable Kimmy, Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt, she's uh, Gloria. That's great. Will Ferrell will appear yeah, as Meathead. No. Oh, Mr. He, will, uh, Tom Willis, who was the white guy on the Jefferson. The tall. Oh, and you know, God, you fuck you, Joe. You now have me going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> look up, look up who that guy is. Yeah. Holy, he, he's one of those. He's one of those bit characters on this show. That's this Shakespearean thirty-year run in England, like like the English version of like Broadway. No, 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 not no, 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 not the um. Not the guy with the megalo, um, but not the not the guy next door. Oh, the, t- the doorman. No, the 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 white father of of Lionel. Oh, right, right. Okay, okay. Tom Willis. Tom Willis. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not Mister um, Bentley. Be- oh, look, look, look at Bentley. you. Right. Look at you. But yeah, that it's one of those things. He had agromegaly. Like- that's what it was. Agromegaly. Which was like, um, and I guess somebody pointed it out to him once, and like he he didn't know that he was diagnosed and. And then he went to see a doctor, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you got to have agromegaly. So I get, and maybe he got treatment for it. But anyways, um, so that, yeah, there's going to be going to be that, and it's happening on ABC May 22nd from 8 to 9.30. They doing them live? No. Okay. No, but it's called Live in Front of a Studio Audience. Norman Lear's All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Dude, that is so, uh, nothing but I, I hope, ruined I hope, will make me happy. I hope Norman Lear makes it that long. <laughs> like I, he's in good health. Right. He's in great health. Yeah. But him, Mel Brooks, Carl Reiner, you know, all in good company. Let's just don't put them on a plane and, you know, fly them over to Buddy Holly. Yes. Special. The day the comedy died. Uh yeah, dude, that is great. Thank you for that. Look at them. I just had I not tuned yeah. into this podcast, I wouldn't have known that. So <laughs> thank you. Um I am foregoing my parenting tip for the week. Great. But I I mean, I will uh, when we post this. Like I was reading today, and like there was an article online. Uh, Conan O'Brien's best twenty-five tweets about parenting. And I'm like, I can't compete with this. Like, <laughs> like one of those. Like, my son asked me where babies come from. So distracted, I told him, you know, everyone's gonna die someday. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> this, you know, and I'm like. Yeah, I'm either just gonna steal his, or you know what? I'll point, I'll point us towards the Twitter accounts of Carnival Podcast, Podcast. Opti Grabber, or the Jacques Four, where I will post. I will probably re- me- uh, uh, a reply to the posting of this podcast with a link to that. Right. By the way, a little titter, t- uh, t- titter. <laughs> titter. Hello. Hey now, a little Twitter tip. I think when you mention Carnival Podcast in your replies to other people, unwarranted and unsolicited, which is fine, um, it 
I think if you put at Carnival, at Carnival Podcast at the front of the tweet, only people who follow Carnival Podcast will see. Do I have to put a dot in front of yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's one of those little t- little tips. So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm old. I'm That's right. I'm old too, baby. But you know, I was letting it slide for two years. But you know what the hell? We'll go out with a bang. <laughs> let, let people see these magical tweets that well, you're. A lot of it is like I want to remember to talk to you about it. So that's my way of saying, hey, Joe. Right. I'm not smart enough to remember this in 10 minutes, but you probably are. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm checked go. out. But at, at the same time, I can go to my my replies and see, because when I do the rundown, I'm like, what did I send Joe this week that I wanted to talk about? Yeah, I, I basically realized that you're... Your bookmarking little uh, <laughs> stories for yourself. In my, in my it's your it's your version of memento. Like instead of tattooing these articles on your body <laughs> so that you'll remember them later, uh, I will. Uh, I will like to go out. It's like I. So I'm very bummed that Andy uh, hasn't played a show this year. And and uh, you know I I was saying that you know. Our bass player, Sean, wanted to play like a show a month, and Dan wanted to play nine, and I would split the difference by doing like, you know. Th- show for three songs. Th- three, to f- <laughs> three to four. Uh, we're now pushing like, uh, you know, getting close to May, and uh, Dan's had to redo his entire basement where our rehearsal space is, so we're going to. Where's the GoFundMe for that? We're, we're probably not going to play a show out till August, but. Uh, on Dan's last thing, we've been playing this one song a lot before the little hiatus we're on. And for like the last three days, it's just stuck in my head on a loop. So hopefully it gets stuck in your head on a loop. So I'd like to go out on uh, Best Ever by, by, best, by Dan. Best You'll Ever Be. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the word said. Down it is. Here. I think the song is Best Ever. But oh, is that's it Best line, Ever? You know, you know uh, lyrics are great, you know. Uh, you know, you're wondering, you know, like reminiscing back and wondering if that's the best you'll ever be. You know, it's, mm. eh, it's one of his songs. It's, you know, it's upliftingly depressing. <laughs> Reminds me of the Edith Bunker line to Mike uh, talking about Archie. He ain't never going to be anything more than what he is right now. And see. Yes. <laughs> you have any last thoughts? Um, you got a parenting tip? <laughs> no, I do not have a parenting tip. Oh, actually, I do. Uh, make sure that your kids never, ever, ever start a podcast. <laughs> ever. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty that they have inside. Give them a sense of pride. That's, that's, all, that's all the black I know. <laughs> <laughs> I suck. I'm, I kid. I kid. Jock, please don't forget. Standing there right beside you People you've been before The youngest one is from high school He don't know you no more You can't be sure Just wait and see Remember when gets you wandering You've already been the best you'll ever be The twenty-something you's hungry 
Already 